At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Beth Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to the VSN Bet Center right here on the Sports Betting Network. I'm Brady Cannon live at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada, and my partner James Salinas is along via Denver, Colorado, checking the baseball scoreboard here. The Chicago Cubs finish off the Milwaukee Brewers. They drop another game and fall further behind the St. Louis Cardinals there in the NL Central. The Boston Red Sox doubling up the Baltimore Orioles right now, 4-2, to two, top of the ninth inning at Camden Yards. And the Tampa Bay Rays, they finish off the Kansas City Royals. They do cover that runs line. I was talking about that being a popular bet earlier today. They win it over Kansas City, 5-2. to two. Other games just getting ready to begin are the Guardians and the White Sox. Looks like possibly a weather delay there. In preseason football, we're down to about the final minute here at the uh, Kansas City-Washington game, and Kansas City does add that score, James. Now 24-14, to 14, 38 points on the board, but looks like you're still safe to stay under the total. It's victory formation right now for the Chiefs. <laughs> it was four, fourth and ten or so for Howell. He had thrown that pick, almost a pick six, but that the the Chiefs actually ended up converting for that touchdown. But now they've turned it over on downs, and it is victory formation. One more snap here, and that will end it. And I haven't bet a whole lot of preseason Brady, but so far so good. Three and one on the preseason for bets from last week and this week collectively. So not a lot of bets to begin with. With with all the action we've had, just four bets. It's just picking and choosing here and when I had this game on I just wanted to see with Mahomes being off I guess that's the one thing that I think kind of carries over we've talked about this before we talked about this last week Brady just think what can you pull away from preseason and try to apply to week one or that can carry over into the regular season and kind of my regular season approach and this is kind of indicative of what we've seen from the Chiefs so far I think for the two games with the Chiefs they're not concerned with wins and losses they lost that game last week to Chicago but won the first half and ultimately won the first series they've won every series have the Kansas City Chiefs when Patrick Mahomes was out there. He's had three drives through the first two games of the preseason for Kansas City, all resulting three touchdowns. Very efficient. They know who they are. They're just refining who they are. They're not having to redefine or create a whole new identity here with a lot of teams with the new roster changes or coaching changes, those types of things. So a lot of that can carry over and can be applied to week one. Just having the cohesion of what we've seen from Kansas City for multiple years with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid at the helm. 
Yeah, I am 3-1 and one in my NFL preseason bets as well. One of those bets was the Kansas City Chiefs in the first half last week. Uh, today, I am on the Jacksonville Jaguars minus 2.5. Didn't get the best number there. And I'm on the Minnesota Vikings in the first half minus 3. We'll see if we can continue the winning ways today. Uh, let's go back to the Diamonds. Mr. Salinas, Logan Gilbert, and the Seattle Mariners are in Oakland to face the A's and James Caprillion. Seattle has won four in a row and seven of their last 10 the A's have won just two of their last or excuse me they have just won two of their last 10 games the Mariners 10 and a half games back they've closed the gap a little bit on the Houston Astros there in the AL West and they are in the top spot in the American League wild card race and they are a massive road favorite here to be expected in Oakland minus 190 on the money line James with a total of seven it's a big price to lay but uh, this team just I mean these teams are two teams going in absolutely opposite directions especially for Oakland Brady playing at home, the absolute worst road record in all of baseball, 17 and 39 are the A's when they play at home. And it's, and you know, you kind of get why when you see them play, there's no, there's more players in the, there's more people in the dugouts for both teams than there are in the stands. Brady, I think they average like, <laughs> they, they say they average about 9,000 per stand no per, way. per game. I, I think I it's think about 3,500 or 4,000 well, maybe. Inc- I think they include everybody that's actually in the building. So the hot dog vendors <laughs> and the beer, you know, the best thing about going to an Oakland game, you don't have to wait in line to get a beer. They, they pretty much, you just have your own beer vendor, just have a seat with right next to you. You get one-on-one service out there and I think for the Oakland A's that just you know as a competitor and as a professional you want to come out you feed off the energy whether it's your home crowd or visiting crowd you just feed off the energy of the the intensity of the environment in there with the stands and when it's just completely empty yeah that'd be pretty depressing as the Oakland A's just trotting out day after day to in front of absolutely empty nothing but empty seats uh, because they play much better on the road to the A's Uh, they're only eight games under 500 as opposed to 22 games under 500 the one of the few brights spots for Oakland, though, has been Crapillion, especially lately. You've seen how he's allowed three runs or less in each of his last 10 starts and one run or less in half of those starts. So five of those starts recently, just one run or less. So keeps them competitive, whether it's at home or on the road. The other side here with the Mariners and Logan Gilbert, he's definitely had some regression lately. He's allowed 22 hits, four of those being home runs and 16 earned runs. Over his last 15 and a third innings pitched. So he's gotten tagged pretty good. He was tagged earlier this year against the A's back on June 30th. He had four earned runs, eight hits in that game, including two more home runs. So he has been susceptible to the long ball recently. It's kind of interesting that number is up to $2 now in favor of the Mariners. Yeah, it's just a matter of the Oakland A's playing so bad at home, but I'm not going to lay $2, not with Gilbert on the mound for, for Seattle, even though there will be have more, more folks in the dugouts for between the two teams. In they will in the stands today. I think there's a lot of cases you can make for both sides in this game. You mentioned Logan Gilbert and his struggles as of late. He was so good to begin the season and really a major part of that Seattle pitching staff. But yeah, I'm staying away from this one. Uh, The New York Mets are in Philadelphia to take on the Phillies and first pitch will come up in about 15 minutes from now, maybe less than 15 minutes. This is the second game of a doubleheader. The Mets took the first game and they were dogs in that first game. They saw some money but Philadelphia closed as a favorite of about minus 150 on the money line. The Mets win this one 8-2, to two, and now they have been made the favorite for Game 2 here, James. The scheduled starters are Trevor Williams from New York uh, and David Peterson for the Phillies, and the Mets are about a minus 125 road favorite here to take the nightcap. Nine is your total. Yeah, and see, I, when I was looking at this earlier, I had a different pitching matchup out here in looking at what we're going to see from from the Philadelphia Phillies on this side. I have Bailey Falter. Maybe it's changed. Maybe maybe it's changed changed because it was supposed to be Williams against Peterson. Uh, And and let me see if the uh, numbers changed here, too. Because I'm looking now, I'm just looking. I'm just looking at the pitcher. Oh, I props see Falter. It, it is, yes, it I is see ba- Falter. Bailey Falter throwing out here. I'm not sure. I'm I, typically we've talked about this too when we have double headers. Maybe you go with the the team, especially the home team, if they lost that first game. But 
right now with the Mets and having not look at, I mean, Peterson having to come back and, and just find his way into this rotation again. This is uh man, what a, what a deep rotation this is turning into for the New York Mets. And you can have Peters. What is Peterson going to be? I mean, he hasn't allowed more than three earned runs over his last five starts. And I know he's kind of come out of the pen and trying to work himself back from being on the injured list for a while, but if they get back in, I'm looking more long-term than betting this game. I'm not going to bet this game here, Brady, but just thinking long-term with the Mets, and, and I know they we saw a little uh, we did see a little humanization for uh, human it looked like he was humanized was DeGrom the other night and didn't pitch badly against the Braves but uh, I just love the the full pitching staff for this Mets team notwithstanding in this game for the second leg of the doubleheader no bet for me on this game but really interested to get down to these last six weeks chasing that pennant in that NL East as far especially how well the Braves have played lately oh my goodness the Braves are just amazing they've really been maybe the best team in baseball or best team record-wise since uh, the month of June. They've won nine out of their last ten, and of course they are chasing the aforementioned New York Mets in the National League East Division. They'll be coming up with a game here in the next five or ten minutes as well. Uh, Let's see, they are trailing the New York Mets by four games currently. Of course, the Mets get that win in the first half of that doubleheader, bumps that to a four-game margin now. The Houston Astros in town for an interleague affair. They're down one game to none as they lost game one of this series on Friday night to the Braves. It'll be Christian Javier getting the ball for Houston today, facing the red-hot rookie Spencer Strider. The Braves opened as minus-135 favorites, now all the way up to minus 155 on the money line and a respected total here out of a couple good pitchers. Seven and a half is your number for the total. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm trying to find the lineups right now. Jordan Alvarez had to lead the game last night in the middle of an inning due to shortness of breath. I think part of it, he wasn't feeling well, and then they shot off fireworks and I think the smoke we heard Dusty Baker talking about maybe the smoke affected him he had to end up going to the emergency room everything sounded to be okay I'm trying to pull up the the lineups here Brady because we know how for for Alvarez the how important he is to the middle of that order and this is an Astros team that you know this is they they take quality at bats they're going to make you work and that's what they're going to do to Strider now we know Strider this guy has got lights out stuff 142 K's in just 94 and two-thirds inning this guy is just firing away, but the Astros strike out the second least amount in all of Major League Baseball. Javier does his job, too. He's been pitching very well for the majority, especially the last few starts. He's allowed just, he had 17 Ks, only four walks and three earned runs over the collective three starts in those 17 innings to drop his ERA now to a season low just to tick under, shade under three. So a very good pitching matchup here for both of these teams and it's interesting to see where that money is going. I do not see Al Alvarez or Alvarez is not in the lineup tonight for for the Astros. If you're looking at here and trying maybe get involved with the total Brady, I think because the the number is really popped up here. It's seven and a half. What is our first five total here? It is three and a half. It's really juiced pretty high. It's juiced to a three and a half over a dollar thirty. I'm looking to see if I can find an alt one here. It's maybe kind of interesting. The, the, the total opened at seven and ticked up to seven and a half. And it's kind of interesting to see that type of movement with Alvarez now out of the lineup. Yeah. You wonder if that's why the money has come in on the Atlanta Braves. People speculating that Alvarez was not going to play today. We've seen a 20 cent move towards the Atlanta side. But two really good games coming up here, both involving uh, the two chasers in the uh, National League East Division, the New York Mets and the the Atlanta Braves. When we come back, we will take a look at the NFL futures market, some head coaches, coach of the year, some of the new coaches and their season win totals. We'll dive into some more NFL when we come back. Also get you caught up on all the scores. See if that Cleveland Guardians game has got underway just yet as we roll along right inside the VSIN Bet Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Bet Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Bet Center is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that has helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands that there isn't one right time to make a change. Everybody's timeline is a little bit different. But whenever you feel you're ready to take that first step towards change, Zen will be there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you inside the VEASAN Bet Center and those 4 o'clock Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern preseason NFL games have all kicked off. The Raiders have moved the ball into Miami Dolphins territory. The Pittsburgh Steelers were moving the ball right along into Jacksonville uh, territory. Looks like they have a TV timeout there. And the San Francisco Vikings, or excuse me, the San Francisco 49ers and the Vikings are underway. Minnesota currently with the ball and they have moved to the favorite on the money line at minus 155. The Tennessee Titans and Malik Willis at quarterback. He tried to run for a first down on third and eight, but the Tampa Bay defense got the stop and the Titans are forced to punt there. I uh, want to look at some of the futures markets here, James, some of these odds on some of the favorites in their division to make the playoffs and then some of the longer shots to make the playoffs as well. You start with the AFC East and the Buffalo Bills. The odds to miss the playoffs are plus 400. I think it's almost a longer shot than that, really. I mean, they're about minus 225 to win the division. Uh, They do that, and that, of course, gets them into the postseason to miss the playoffs. I would certainly want more than 4-1. to I I don't know about you, James, but I think a lot of people consider— certainly last year, I thought this was the best team in the NFL at the end of the year, and coming into this year, uh, they might get my vote as well. Uh, The Baltimore Ravens to miss the playoffs, plus 135 in the AFC North. In the South, the Colts are plus 155 and the Chiefs at plus 185. You know, you made the comment there about the Chiefs and looking very sharp when Patrick Mahomes has been in these games in the preseason. Uh, I I think the Chiefs are probably going to, we know that that is the best division in football and a historically good division is the AFC West. I think the Chiefs are going to find a way to win that division and it's going to be hard fought and I don't think they're going to run away with it by any means, but if I was going to play any of these teams to miss the playoffs, maybe it would be the Colts. Now, they're a pretty good size favorite to win the AFC South, but you never know. Obviously, we don't know at all, and that's a pretty weak-looking division, but 
if something goes wrong there for the Colts, that one seems to me like maybe it has the best chance of hitting. I think for the Colts, if something goes wrong, that would mean Jonathan Taylor gets hurt and he is out for a significant period of time. And we're not trying to bet on anybody to to go down in any of these, you know, on any of these teams. We don't we root for injuries, but I think that for me, the Colts and being in that division, in the AFC South, we'll definitely see some improvement. Although they got nowhere else to go for do the Jacksonville Jaguars, but up. But I think for Tennessee, that's that's going to be a struggle offensively for Tennessee. I love that front that they can get after the, that front four can get after you, and they can get after the quarterback. Can the Tennessee Titans and and the back end? They've got a book in pair of safeties that are tremendous. They can switch his play and box safety as well. I really like the defensive side for the Titans. That will help keep them competitive all season. But the offense. I mean, last time we saw that offense in the playoffs, that defense was getting nine sacks, and that offense couldn't do anything except find the other find the other jersey for Tannehill to throw it to. Uh, I I think here that would be the only way I can get involved with the Colts. You'd have to have an injury, and I think for the Ravens, it's between them and Cincinnati to win that division. Obviously, you get the automatic bid. You win the division, you're in the playoffs. I don't. There would be anything here on this board that I would want to bet. I forget the Bills plus four. Yeah, that's. And I think the only people betting the Bills are going to be anti-Bills fans, but you can't be betting with your heart, and that is definitely a, a lost bet. The Bills will definitely be in the playoffs, and I, I agree. I think they were they were definitely the best team in the AFC last year in 13 seconds if they would have made one one more play with 13 seconds to go in that divisional game in Kansas City. They would have been most likely that representative for the AFC in that Super Bowl against the Rams. There's nothing on here for me to say I can find a way. The prices are are rather short, and you're looking at injuries. Maybe with the Ravens, it's the matter of, you know, you think about all the all the injuries that they sustained last year, and sometimes those injury, that injury bug, that lingers, and that carries over because, guys, just, yeah, you may feel like you're 100% healthy coming into the season, but other things start to – injuries manifest themselves elsewhere in that body for – for guys having to, to try to overcompensate elsewhere. Hopefully not. Hopefully the Ravens can stay healthy because I'd like them to come in either first or second within that AFC North. But I can't find a bet here. Uh, Brady, I think all four of those teams make the playoffs and for the AFC. I would agree with you. No, I I don't like any of those bets either. Uh, as far as the NFC, we look at the division favorites and what are the prices for them to possibly miss the playoffs. In the NFC East, the Dallas Cowboys, about minus 125 favorites, maybe even money. Maybe it's come down even the Dallas Cowboys to win that division. They're plus 240 to miss the playoffs. The NFC North, the Packers, at uh, almost plus 350 to miss the playoffs. The NFC South, the Buccaneers, maybe that's a bet now, James. Uh, Plus 425 on the Buccaneers to miss the playoffs. And the Los Angeles Rams at 2-1 to to miss the playoffs. Um, I would say probably those last two teams for me, the Buccaneers and the Rams. If I was going to make a play, I would be betting that maybe one of those teams has a slip. I think for the Rams, it's a matter of, again, we're talking about injuries and hard to speculate. We know there's an elbow issue for Matthew Stafford, but he's if there's one guy that can gut it and gut it out and fight through injuries, Matthew Stafford's been doing that all his his entire career. You think about the beatings that he's taken in Detroit while he was there over that uh, the decade or so with the Lions, and he took a beating and would just get back out there. He's such a, a, a tough, physical, competitive player that I think that's the only way the Rams don't. That roster is so loaded. I feel like that roster has gotten better this offseason than what they went into the Super Bowl with last year. I know there were some injuries, again, in the backfield for the L.A. Rams. But if you're looking at the Bucks, it's all speculation about Tom Brady. I feel like maybe if I was getting involved there, I'd rather go with the Saints plus 325 to win the NFC South. But I think I'll stay away from that one. Maybe it's the Dallas Cowboys. This Dallas Cowboys team, every year that star is a target on their helmet, and Jerry Jones makes sure that they that nobody is overlooking his Dallas Cowboys America's team each and every week with how like he likes to get out in front. I don't know if any other owners have a, a weekly radio show aside from Jerry Jones there in, in, <laughs> in Dallas, right? He's just such the narcissist that he loves to get out in front and be be put his put his face out there as the face of the franchise. You know, you own the you own the franchise, probably the, the most expensive franchise in all of the NFL. Go for it. That's your prerogative. You can do that. But what it does, it does put a target on his, that star as a target for his players each and every week. And this is a roster, I think, for the Dallas Cowboys offensive. That offensive line is is going to have to find itself a lot of moving pieces on that offensive line. We know we've docu- well documented as far as the 
the the turnover at the wide receiver position for Dallas and just what the identity is going to be for this Dallas Cowboys team offensively and I think defensively Micah Parsons is obviously a very special player and he's going to have a tremendous career but this is not a, a this is a mediocre defense at best for the Dallas Cowboys and I think for Dallas now the fun part is to look at well are they going to what is what is the penalty situation going to look like? We can talk about their preseason game. I know they got a preseason game going tonight that there should be a prop out there for them. And I know it's just preseason, but you can apply this to this regular season too. even for tonight's game for Dallas. We saw how undisciplined that team was all season long last year, leading the league in penalties. Well, that is a definitely an intangible that hurts you when it comes to winning close games. And I know they had a great turnover margin last year. I, don't, I think that's going to come back to earth. But the discipline piece, the issues that we're seeing with the Mike McCarthy. Mark McCarthy coach team there in Dallas and the fact that nothing was cleaned up from last year's team to the first preseason game here in the Mile High City last Saturday the amount of penalties they committed Uh, I don't know Brady do they commit more penalties or score more points tonight in Dallas I suspect it's probably the former will remains to be seen but Dallas is a team that's got a lot of issues maybe if I'm looking to make a play here it'd be the Cowboys plus two to two four two forty right plus Cowboys plus two forty to miss the playoffs of those four teams that's probably the only bet I would want to make yeah, it seems like you can make a case uh, more so for the NFC representatives than you can the AFC yeah. in this futures market. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders are on the board. They lead the Miami Dolphins yep. seven to nothing. They get a score on their first offensive possession, and Tua Tangvaloa he did get the start for Miami, and the Raider defense just forced him into a punting situation. Got good pressure on him there on Tua on third and twelve, and Miami will be forced to give the ball back to the Raiders. The Minnesota Vikings their drive stop. They have to punt it back to San Francisco. They've got San Francisco pinned at about their own 10-yard line. Still no score between the Steelers and the Jaguars and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Their defense forces a punt out of the Tennessee Titans and Malik Willis. That's two series now for Malik Willis where he has been forced to punt. Uh, When we come back on the other side, James, we'll talk about some of these new coaches, one of them in action, a few of them in action right now. Of course, you have Kevin O'Connell with the Minnesota Vikings, Doug Peterson with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and also Mike McDaniel of the Miami Dolphins. And what some of the numbers are as far as their season win total, get your opinion on who you think might make some uh, noise there as far as these new coaches in the NFL and if they can have some success in their first year. Uh, The baseball game in uh, Cleveland still is not underway. Did you see that one at all? Have you seen any movement on that game, James? I'm still showing a delay here on my screen between the Guardians and the White Sox. We'll uh, see if we can find out more about that game when we come back on the other side. We've got uh, some more football futures to talk as we continue here on the VEASAN Bet Center. We'll be right back. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. You want to know where the money and the bets are moving for every game? The betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all of the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can not only check out today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way that VEASAN's here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Nate Sudfeld and the 49ers are moving the ball, but that drive will stall right there on third and 10 as he throws incomplete. And Malik Willis for the third time, the third series for the Tennessee Titans that ends in a punt. I believe every series for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers has ended in a punt as well. This game certainly headed towards under the total in the early action. By the way, that White Sox-Guardians game, James, it looks like it's supposed to start In about 30 minutes from now is the report I'm seeing here. Uh, The Las Vegas Raiders, they have a 7-0 lead over the Miami Dolphins, and they are driving the football in the first quarter down there in South Beach. Still no score between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. And uh, the Dallas Cowboys, you were talking about in action a little later tonight. That one will come up at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern in Los Angeles, where they will take on the Chargers. 
In the last segment, we were talking about some of the division favorites and prices on them to not make the playoffs. Let's look at some of the underdogs in the divisions and the prices on them to make the playoffs. In the AFC East, the Jets are off the board with the injury to Zach Wilson. In the AFC North, the Steelers are 3-1 to one to make the postseason. Of course, they did make the playoffs last year. In the AFC South, the Houston Texans at 14-1. to one. And right here are Las Vegas Raiders in the AFC AFC West plus 180 to make the playoffs. I, I think obviously that's the best bet you could make. And I, and I think the Raiders do have a decent chance to uh, grab one of the wild card spots. Absolutely. They're going to be able to put points on the board and for the team that offensively, yes, their offensive line is going to have to figure things out up front. And that's going to be a big challenge for McDaniels. But I think for Josh McDaniels, he is going to be able to find ways to be creative with the receiving core that he has. And you can include Waller at the tight end position as part of that core, uh, along with Brent Bro and, and now with Devontae Adams. I think there's always going to be potential for the Raiders to find ways to put the ball in the end zone. We know last year the, the biggest struggles offensively were in the red zone. I think Devontae Adams is going to bring it's going to be the relief value. He's going to be able to, he's just so hard at the line of scrimmage to get a hand on and to be able to jam and be able to cover. He is just such a, a great route runner and so, so elusive off the line of scrimmage that there's going to be ways for them to be able to find to, to put the ball in the end zone and not settle for threes like they were last year for the Raiders. And and yes, the division is by far the most competitive when you're talking about the AFC West. And do I like their chances to win the division? No, I know they're the they're the highest. They, they got the biggest number to try to win that division. I don't think that they do, but I think that's going to keep them focused and competitive throughout the season. And I, I just, for these other teams here in the AFC, I just can't find a way for the Steelers to get there. I don't know who... I, I, is it Trubisky? Is Trubisky going to be the guy that's going to lead you to be the to, to lead that offense for the Pittsburgh Steelers? A very young offensive line, a lot of young. There's some talent out there, the wide receiver position, but it's very green. It's just a really uh, offensively, it's a very green team. And I just can't see Trubisky being the one, whether it's Rudolph Trubisky, I don't care who it is. Maybe you see Pickett the latter part of the season. It's a rebuild mode offensively for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I can't make a case for them to be able to compete and win the division in the AFC North or tally enough wins to get one of those wild card spots and I think this is the year for Tomlin that he does not get to that eight to that 500 mark and we know he's always kept this team competitive as the head coach there in Pittsburgh but I think this is going to be that first year never's a long time Brady and I think that goes out the door I think this team definitely falls below 500 they do not make the playoffs I can't make that bet on at plus three dollars to get in well, the Jacksonville Jaguars get home and pull a stop on third down against Mike Tomlin's Pittsburgh Steelers down there in Duval County. And uh, now the Jaguars back on offense are showing some highlights here. Another sack of Trevor Wilson there. So both defenses getting after the quarterback there between the Steelers and the Jaguars. It's still Jared Stidham at quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders. He just handed to Kenyon Drake on first down for another good run. They're backed up at about their own 25-yard line, but putting another drive together once again still no score between the Buccaneers and Titans and no score between the Vikings and the San Francisco 49ers uh, in the NFC the underdogs to win the division their odds to make the playoffs the New York Giants at plus 230 in the NFC North the Bears at plus 425 in the South the Falcons at seven to one and in the uh, NFC West, the Seahawks at plus 450. But I tell you, James, uh, I mean, the only one I could probably take a shot with is the Giants, but nothing really giving me a lot of confidence with any of those four underdogs in their divisions. No, I can't. I can't fake it here. None of these teams, they're all bad season. I think the Bears might be one of the actually not only the Bears. I think the you look at the Seahawks, I feel like the Seahawks might be the worst team in the NFL. I think this team has sights on 2023 as far as the NFL draft and the quarterback spot is concerned for Seattle. And it's going to be a lost season for them. But look at the Falcons and uh, what are they going to do off of both sides of the football? It's not a very good roster on either side for the Falcons and and for the Bears the same kind of thing there it's Justin Fields and that behind that porous offensive line and this is not the same defense that we saw just a few years ago with Vic Fangio when we saw that t defense really carry that offense to the playoffs but I can't make a case for either. You look at the Giants. That Giants. That there, I know there's been some love out there for the Giants. Go ahead, give them that hug. They're going to need a hug all season long because it's a <laughs> bad football team. That's a bad roster, Brady. This is that. 
the as far as Brian Dable is concerned, yeah, can he have the potential to come in and, and work his magic in time? But he's got a lot of things to clean up. This is number one, it's a bad roster. You got a quarterback that you didn't sign that fifth year option for Daniel Jones. He's out the door unless he plays spectacular football this year. And everything that we're hearing in camp, that doesn't look likely. And I don't think that's going to happen. So yeah, you're probably going to see a lot of Tyrod Taylor early in the season in place of uh, in place of the quarterback position there with Daniel Jones. And this is a team that not only has to do a whole makeover with the roster as far as the talent is concerned, it's a losing culture there in New York. You think about what they've done. They've had one playoff appearance in the last 10 years since Eli Manning left. And, and this is one of the worst teams in football over the last five years. I was looking at their record the past five seasons, Brady, 22 and 59. All of a sudden now Dable's just going to come in and revamp this team and they're going to find a way to get to the playoffs. Plus 230, you may as well make that uh, 23 to 1. I don't want any part of the Giants. I think they have a bad season. It's a whole makeover that is Brian Dable's going to have to commit for 2022. It's been all punts between the Tennessee Titans and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and your in-game total has now plummeted to 31-and-a-half. The Titans did just get a very good punt return uh, from their special teams player. Kyle Phillips, I believe, was on the return there for the Titans. They are into Buccaneers territory trying to put a score on the board. Um, while we have a couple minutes here, James, looking at these new head coaches, I mentioned a couple in action as we speak, including Kevin O'Connell, the win total for his Vikings is nine and a half. Nathaniel Hackett right there in your part of the country. His Broncos, the win total is 10. Josh McDaniels for the Raiders at eight and a half. Dennis Allen, we were discussing him earlier. The New Orleans Saints new coach, uh, former defensive coordinator. Their win total also at eight and a half. You were just mentioning Brian Dable and the Giants. Their win total at six and a half. Any of these new coaches where you think uh, they could exceed expectations and go over their season win total? Well, you look for Dennis Allen, he has the benefit of already knowing the team. He was there as the defensive coordinator for the last few years, so he knows the roster and the personnel and what the identity of that team is going to be. And the identity is on the defensive side. I know there's questions offensively with, with the quarterback spot and Winston and some new pieces on the offensive line having to work in a new left tackle, although it seems like he's pretty damn feisty, uh, that young kid from the from the Big Ten. But I think for Dennis Allen, that's definitely an advantage coming in and already knowing the organization and the player personnel. Uh I think the other side here is the the challenge. And I think for Mike McDaniels going to the Dolphins, I know there's a lot of new pieces, parts on the offense that they've tinkered with and spent a lot of money. And Tyree Kills is as fast as anybody at the receiver spot. But a lot of questions for Tua and a lot of pieces that he has to put together in the midst of being in a very difficult division. Patriots are always going to be competitive. The Bills are the class of the AFC in my mind. And then all the things that have gone on with the front office and the ownership there, it's, those things filter in and they get talked about. And it's always a distraction. So I think for Mike McDaniel, it's just a lot to have to handle beyond the X's and O's of what he's dealt with in the past. A lot to have to handle, I think, for the season win total here. I think that's pretty lofty to look at the Miami Dolphins and you build through that schedule. And you look how challenging that is and the fact that it's juiced to the over. I found some other alternate ones out there where you can get a pretty good plus price going under seven and a half and under seven as far as the Dolphins are concerned. I don't think Mike McDaniel gets it done in year one. I think it's going to be a challenge for the Dolphins to be able to exceed that eight and a half win total. Yeah, I would agree with you. And the Dolphins are kind of a mixed bag. I know some people that are real high on their chances this year. I'm more on the doubting side. Uh, Tua, by the way, is in the ball game right now. They have the ball in Raider territory, just inside the 40-yard line or so, as they trail the Las Vegas Raiders seven to nothing. Uh, Brock Purdy is in at quarterback now for the San Francisco 49ers as they go on offense into Minnesota territory. Still 0-0 in that ball game. Final seconds of the first quarter. Still. In no score between the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Tennessee Titans as well. We're going to talk a little golf on the other side when we roll on here inside the VSIN Bet Center. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rival, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Bet Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN College Football Betting Guide is out now, and the NFL Guide drops next week. Our expert provides profiles of every team with team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a VEASAN All-Access subscriber. Sign up on our discounted football special and get all access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe for all your options and become a part of us here at the Sports Betting Network. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you and it's time to talk a little golf. Will Haskett now joins us. He's a broadcaster and golf analyst for PGA Tour Radio. I was just listening to him yesterday on the coverage of the BMW Championship. You can follow him on Twitter at Will Haskett. Will, thank you very much for joining us. Patrick Cantlay is your 54-hole leader at Wilmington Country Club in Wilmington, Delaware. Of course, the new site for this year's BMW Championship, the second leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs. And I went into this tournament feeling it was going to be very chalky. I thought that the best of the best were going to produce a winner here uh, this week. And and basically, it's it's true right now. With Cantley at the top, you've got Xander Schauffele a shot off the pace at 11-under. You've got Scotty Scheffler, the number one player in the world. And then lurking right behind him is uh, Colin Morikawa. Do you think it is going to go one, to one of the elite of the elite players this week? Or do you think a longer shot has a chance. Uh, Scott Stallings is standing there uh, at uh, 11 under par, just a shot off the lead as well. What is your feeling going into the final round? Yeah, I would actually contend that Stallings has played at an elite level for the last two months. I mean, if you look at his numbers, he's been on a heater really since the beginning of, or the middle of June. He's played a lot of golf because he knows he's probably playing at his best level, but yeah, this golf course is so big and it's been perfect weather this week to kind of bake it out a little bit and get it firm and fast. And when that happens on a layout the 74, 7,500 yards and has this bouncy putting surfaces. You typically then see the best players rise to the top. And you know what? Putting has been so important that it's kind of no surprise that Patrick Cantley, who won this tournament last year, having the greatest week in the last 20 years, because we've had stats to measure putting. He won last year at this tournament. Could become the first player to ever defend a title in the FedEx Cup history. It's kind of interesting that he's risen to the top, but he's done it more with ball striking than necessarily with his putter. So, 
I'm not surprised because I think this is a really challenging golf course because the conditions have been so good to challenge him. And I would expect to see somebody who's a top 10 player in the world or near the top probably hoist the trophy tomorrow. I was with Scheffler all day today. I think he had a couple of late slips that I think were a little bit uncharacteristic to how well he's played over the last two days. I think he's actually kind of the guy that I have still have my eye on going into tomorrow when it's all said and done, but it's going to be hard because I think Cantley is going to have the hot putter and, and Xander Shoffley has been probably a top three player in the world over the last, you know, 90 days or so as well. So I think we're getting a lot of guys who are playing their best golf all kind of coming to a head tomorrow. And it should be a fantastic theater for the final round. Will, so let's talk about another Will, Willie Z, Will Zalatoris, somebody who's been playing very well, got his first tournament PGA victory last week and had to pull himself out with a back injury. Really probably precautionary, just looking ahead for next week. What are you hearing about Will Zalatoris and his back injury, and do you suspect that he'll be available for next week's Tour Championship? Don't really know how it's going to go with physio with him over the next couple of days that he tweaked it on a swing on the third hole. And then it was several holes later before he decided that he couldn't go any farther. So had to go for another couple of hours and just had enough discomfort that he said, you know what, it's not worth risking any further injury. So I have not heard anything about if they discovered anything. This isn't the first time that he's had a back injury. He had a bad, awkward swing at the open championship last year, ended up having a to withdraw from that championship and then kind of took a little while to get back to health. So as skinny as he is and as violent as his swing is really upright and a lot of sort of twist and torque, uh, I'm not going to say that you push the, the worry or the panic button at this point in time, but now it's the second straight year that we've seen a back injury for somebody that, you know, isn't necessarily a, a giant, big, strong sort of golfer. Um, I would imagine he will tee it up next weekend, but it is always disconcerting when someone withdraws with a back injury. We've seen, Back injuries derail a number of careers on the PGA Tour. Um, I definitely think it's precautionary, but it's definitely something that you look at and say, oh, man, second straight year now that we've seen one bad swing kind of flare up the back for Will Zaltoris. Will, if you look at the odds board, the overnight uh, prices for players to go ahead and win the BMW Championship in Wilmington tomorrow, Patrick Cantlay, your leader at 12 under par, is plus 225, a little better than 2 to 1. Xander Shoffley at plus 350. Scotty Scheffler at 4 to 1. You talk about Scott Stallings. He's all the way to 9 to 1. Adam Scott at 11 to 1. Morikawa at 11 to 1. And then Rory McIlroy really hurt himself with a bogey on the 18th hole today. He's at 33. Three to one. Anybody really whet your appetite as if you were going to make a bet for tomorrow's winner? You know, to have a one shot lead and be Patrick Cantlay and still have plus odds, I think is is kind of good. You know, I mean, I saw two to one when we walked off the golf course. And now it's even a little bit better than that. You know, winning with a fifty four hole lead is never a guarantee, especially when it's just one shot in the PGA Tour. So I don't mind what that number looks like for him. You're right. The bogey for Rory hurt. I would imagine that he got his worst round of the week out of the way. I think it's the perfect golf course for him. So if there's anybody in that chase pack that has a 66 or maybe even a 65 in them tomorrow, we saw John Rahm go out earlier today and and shoot a 65. And so we know it's capable for somebody that has world-class skills. So I'd be probably intrigued to almost hedge a 30 to one on Rory with sort of the guarantee of, either the set final group. It's going to be a very comfortable final group tomorrow because Patrick Cantley and Xander Shoffley know each other so well. They're such good friends. They've played all three rounds so far this week. I'd be hard-pressed to go away from those two, but if I am, I'm intrigued by Rory north of 30-1. to one. Will, so thinking about the, the players that are on the bubble if you will, for next week with the third, the top 30 players in points advancing to next week's final event, the Tour Championship. Thinking about it from a betting perspective with guys that are maybe right around that bubble in 30th uh, with the FedEx Cup points standings, guys like Aaron Wise, Maverick McNeely, Kevin Kisner, Corey Connors. Is there something about guys that are on that precipice or on that bubble for next week that maybe you might look at for a head-to-head situation tomorrow? Yeah, I love this golf course for Aaron Wise. Had a good round today. Just kind of one of those guys that's lurking and could sort of just be a, you know, a run-of-the-mill top five finish for him without really competing or contending, I guess, for the win. When it's all said and done, Corey Connors missed a four-footer on the 18th green, a three-putt for a bogey, which is sort of a disappointing finish to his round. He's going to keep it right in front of him. I think on this actual golf course with the four guys you mentioned, those are the two that I trust the most because of what they do tee to green. 
on a really big golf course compared to the other two that you mentioned. So I would like, I would like those two guys, you know, just based off of course fit for guys that are right there on that bubble in terms of not really needing to force things to be able to make their way to East Lake next week. But there's that a level of pressure there. So if you're looking at a head to head from one of those guys versus somebody that, may, that maybe is way off the pace, and you kind of go out and freewheel it tomorrow, then maybe that gives you a little bit more freedom to take them. But of the four you mentioned, Connors and Wise are the guys that I think from a ball striking standpoint match up the best with this golf course. Will, just a couple of minutes left here, and we've got some very interesting names at the top of the standings for the FedEx Cup points list right now. They're all at the top of the leaderboard for this BMW championship. We talked about Zalatoris, of course. He had to withdraw. He is number one in the FedEx Cup points after that victory last week in Memphis. But Scotty Scheffler's number two. And then in the sixth spot, you've got Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantley in the seven hole. Do you have a favorite uh, that you like going into Atlanta next week to actually win the entire kit and caboodle here and be your FedEx Cup champion? The best player on that golf course from just a course fit standpoint over the last couple of years has been Xander Shoffley. So if he finds his way into a position to have the 10 under par two shot lead going into next week after the math works itself out tomorrow, then he would probably be the guy that I would have as a favorite. And it really kind of depends on who ends up in that catbird seat. It's been the year of Scotty Scheffler. I just kind of feel like we're we're building towards either a win tomorrow or a win next week for Scotty, the way that this year has sort of gone. But at one point today, I think Xander was even projected into the top spot. And if he is in that top spot going into next week, a guy who's won the Tour Championship before, hasn't won a FedEx Cup, but has won in that golf course, he's even made up ground when he's had the disadvantage. He's a guy, he just, he loves that golf course. It just sets up beautifully for him. So he's playing the best of most of the players out there right now. So my eye is on Xander next week, depending on how tomorrow shakes out and where he stands right now. I I just don't think he's going to be more than three shots back of whoever might have that 10 under par lead. So yeah, Xander's my guy, regardless of what happens tomorrow, he's probably my favorite next week. Although I reserve the right to change that if things blow up tomorrow and he's six shots back maybe if the math works out that way depending on on how all the points shake out tomorrow when we're done with this tournament well i hope he does not blow up tomorrow i have xander shoffley to win this tournament at 21 to 1 so rooting hard for the x-man will thank you so much we'll do it again sometime enjoy the golf tomorrow awesome guys thanks all right that is will haskett of pga tour radio check him out on twitter at will haskett we'll come back with our number three in just a moment right here on the vsin bet center At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.